Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. I want us to consider something very important in Psalm 25 verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. One more time, let's read it again. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. Praise the Lord. We are going to be talking about covenant business with what souls. Please take your seat. There are many ways of doing business. Some are bad business and some are good business. And there are many platforms people do business. Some do business on um, network platforms. Have you heard of that before? So some call it network marketing. Some do business in the physical market space, buy and sell. Now these days some are doing um, electronic um, business where people buy from Instagram, Facebook, and all the, the social media portals that are available and um, Amazon, different portals. And no matter where you are, it sometimes may be possible for your good to be delivered onto you. So you may be in Ghana and buy something in America and in a matter of sometimes hours or days, the product lands at your doorstep. Isn't it beautiful? Technology is powerful. So there are also some who do business, and they do business as business meets them. So some people are in the market, they don't really have a particular business they do. They are just there, they serve in between clients and um, sellers. They are just there, they do as occasion demands. So most of the time, you will see some of them in, in different markets, even when you go to the airport. Some people really, when you ask them, where do you work, you say the airport. What do you do? Oh, I work at the airport. <laughs> it's really, if you need a hotel, if you need your bag to be carried, they are just jack of all trades. They just facilitate anything, sometimes good and bad. So, but it's still business. Then some too have their business well cut out for them. Their terms of reference are there. They have their assignment, their task. They have a contract. And uh, there are terms that the employer abides with and uh, the employee also has to adhere to. And based on that, responsibilities on both sides are defined and uh, expectations are also defined by the employer and rewards are also 
defined by the employer and then the employee has expectation of what to receive when they meet the quality of service that they have to offer to their employers. Now, in the kingdom, there is something called stewardship. In the kingdom, the way to do business is also there. Praise the Lord. A lot of the time, when it comes to ministry, work of God, Ghanaians have not gone very far in terms of the rewards that we are supposed to receive because our mindset has also not been there. And your productivity is determined by the quality of information you have. And in church, the information is called light. It's called what? Or it's called revelation. Say revelation. So the revelation you have will determine the kind of life you will also have. So when your revelation is low, your light is small, your future cannot be great. Your fruit shall not be great because great light will produce great fruits. And so this message is to position us in a place where we will take advantage or we will maximize the potentials that are in God for us as we walk with him on a daily basis. Because I know how to get things from God by having a certain mentality, a certain faith, a certain expectation, and without the help of any human being, God becomes my first point of call of help. And from there, there is current released that distributes different kinds of help, some spiritual, some natural, some human, and all of that, because I know the portal to press. I know the button to press. I know the trigger. And I want to show you the trigger for a very long time. This has been my lifestyle. It's been the lifestyle of many others who have followed Jesus Christ and prospered as well. So if you want to prosper in the things of God or as a child of God, there is a way to go. Praise the Lord. Are you happy about it? So, because you can be last week is it last week I was preaching about dedication I told you that you can be a son and have no inheritance let it never leave you there are some people here that their parents if they have anything at all they won't will them anything and the, the church is a commonwealth of nations so we have good inside and we have the not desirable inside as well. So I won't lie to myself that because I'm a child of God, I will prosper. Because I'm a child of God, I will be healthy. Because I'm a child of God, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You can be in a position where you lie to yourself that because you are a child of God, 
some things cannot happen to you and they will be happening to you. It's called how truth we are preaching here. Are you here at all? They will be happening to you. The, the, because there are different categories of sons and daughters in the Bible. For the same father. God is the father of all. But even though he is a perfect father, not all his children are perfect. And your condition determines your situation. So when your condition with the Lord is not aligned to his will, you find out that there will be distortions and discrepancies in what has been promised for his children. For example, the prodigal son had issues. He was still a son of a great man, but he had issues. He was still a son. And so your father will not throw you away because you are his son and he's your father. But you find out that in between a father and a son, there are issues. And I have never seen the father affected in any way in the Bible. It has always been the son or the daughter whose life is negatively affected or impacted. And if the father is affected, maybe we may not even see it. Maybe he's too blessed that we can't see it. Like Jesus gave his purse to Judas. We didn't see how much he stole from it because maybe he was too blessed and rich that whatever he stole was still not significant. When a rich man loses 100,000 Ghana, it, it doesn't become a sleepless night. Because it is a drop in the ocean. So we might not even know that there was a loss. In fact, they might not even call it a loss. Because they dash more than that to strangers and, and then do that too for charity. Are you here? So we are not able to really ascertain the losses that come to fathers. But we can see the visible losses that come toward sons and daughters. You have to preach with me. It's powerful. So in order not for our, our losses to increase, or let me say that in order for us to minimize our losses and increase our gains, we have to go through this month of reach. And this whole year, it will be teaching you how, how to use your work with God to get what you are supposed to get as promised by God. Praise the Lord. Yes. Because the things that God has promised us, we will not get them outside of God. We will get them in Christ. And we'll get them by employing and deploying the principles and the practices that have been laid down in scripture for us to obtain the promises. Somebody say principles, promises, practices. Say principles, practices, promises. One more time. Say principles, practices, promises. And maybe you add another one. Possessions. Say P4. Say P4. It's not class 4. P4. Principles, what? Practices, promises, possessions. The scripture we just read in Psalm 25, it said, 
the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. That is, God is interested in hiding some things. They are secrets. But he also told us that blessed are you because unto you have been revealed the mysteries of the kingdom. Said that in the book of Matthew. So, there are secrets, if you like, you can call them, there are mysteries. There are coded things, and we need to understand that. The reason why all of us can be in church and our result will be different is because of secrets. It's because of what? The reason why we are all born again speaking in tongues, praying, and yet our fruits are different is because of secrets. And there are secrets of man and there are secrets of God. The Bible said the secret of the Lord, they are with them that fear him. That means that those who fear God are those who honor him. Those who are serious with him, please preach with me. What, what kind of people are they? First one is what? Those who what? And second is what? Serious. Those who fear, that is, that, that, that you are a child of God is not an entitlement to access into his secret. You can be in a house with your father and not know where his treasure is. Because the treasure is not open to just any son. Some sons are thieves. Some are not thieves, but they are useless, foolish. They will bring their friends who are thieves to come and show them to steal. But they will not, they will, their friends will steal and they will cry. Some are wise, some are foolish. So the secret, secrets are not for everyone. You can be in a house, sitting on a secret and you are not aware. And in the kingdom, every kingdom has a king, has a territory, has treasure. And you can be in the kingdom and not partake of the treasure. That's the possession I was talking about. Because you don't understand the principles. You don't understand the practices or the required practices. You don't understand the promises. And therefore, you cannot take possession of the promises. So... The secrets of God are with them that fear him. I am happy that God is not interested in making everybody great. That if you have to be great, you must narrow your errors. You must narrow and minimize your ignorance. You must, you must reduce the level of darkness around you. I'm going to show you something. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear. Ask somebody, do you fear God? And he will show. First of all, it's with them that fear him. That is, if you fear the Lord, you qualify. If you fear the Lord, you what? Not everybody in church fears God. How do we know somebody does not fear a king? Doesn't book the principles? Doesn't... Is not interested in the required practices. Where I come from on Tuesdays, they don't fish. They said it's a taboo. When you go on the sea or into the lagoon, 
you may meet an entity. That's what they said, but it's a lie. It is just for preservation and replenishment of the, to allow for some kind of reproduction. But they put some spiritual caveat on it. And because people believe, they are likely to meet some things. It's a very good practice. The sea must rest. The lagoon must rest. In fact, where I come from, there's a whole month or six weeks where the lagoon is locked down, preparing for the, the festival. It's locked down, and by the time they open it on the day of the festival, when they cast the net, you see tilapia. You see the size. It's no longer small boys. Because they have had one month or six weeks to grow without any disturbance. Are you here at all? So you know that and, uh, my, my brother, my big brother, I remember my father used to have a net for the lagoon. My father knows how to do a lot of things. So my big brother, when he finished secondary uh, JSS, 1992. Yes. He, he was not taken to secondary school, so father took him to learn carpentry. He stopped. He said he wouldn't do it. He started going fishing. Later on, he became a barber, but he, <laughs> Charlie, it's, it's, my, it's, it's my big brother. I respect him so much. That guy is a great guy. Now, one of the times when the festival, the festival has Bakatuya before, the, then, then they will do the Fetu Afeshe. So they have to cast the chiefs or the chief fisherman's net first to open the lagoon. And as they were doing the canoe race and all that, tell the people they were chained, they were delaying. So by five, they're about, by the time they knew he had started fishing long time. And the task force went to arrest him. They seized my father's net. He said, you can take the net, but you can't take me away. And we thought that somebody would die for casting the net first before the chief fisherman's net. He is still alive. And Tronquan. So, and he was charged. The chief's palace, they brought their charges and all kinds of stuff. You know, my father had to go and pay. It was, it was even to the time my father was dying, he was still laying it to his child that he made them seize his net. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so by that practice, he showed this contempt, this honor to the chief. And the, and the leadership or the authority of the place. Are you, are you here with me? That if you are a child of God, you can't be boasting, I'm a child of God, I'm a child of God, I'm a child of God. What you do matters. The power is in what you do. Whether you're a proper child of God, you're not a proper child of God, it's in what you do. So he cast the net first, but he was supposed to, he was supposed to allow the, chiefs, the chief fisherman's net to be cast first. So, this scripture is saying that some people don't fear God, even though they are in God. It's in Cape Coast, 
I didn't fear. In fact, he told the people who arrested me, you can take the net or you can't touch me. And they couldn't touch him. The guy was wild. And they knew him. So he carried his fish and went away. Some people <laughs> can be with the king and still be showing contempt with their practices. And sometimes you may show contempt and no know that this is contemptible. But when we get to a very high level, everything comes under the microscope. Everything, every act is a seed. And so when you are taking actions, they must be well thought out actions because every act is what? Uh, you have to wake up with me. Every act is what? It's a powerful preaching. Isn't it not powerful already? I'm preaching this thing. So the secret is with them that fear him. Please ask the person by your side again. Do you fear the Lord? The Bible has defined those who fear God. First of all, they run away from sin. This is a basic definition for those who fear God. Sin against who? Is it themselves or against the king? It's basically sin against the king because he is the judge. Praise the Lord. The Bible said the fear of the Lord is to depart from evil. So sometimes you may not even call the thing sinful, but it might be evil. Hello? Yeah. You may not call it sinful, but it might be evil. And evil is something that does not sit right with a leader, an agreed way of living, or the authority. Or even between you and your um, brethren, you can perpetuate a lot of evil. Like, some things are not sinful. If you are driving and you saw someone just slammed by the roadside and you drove past, it might not be a sin, but it might be a major evil. Are you, are you understanding what the pastor is saying this morning? It might, of course, it's your car. You choose who gets in or who doesn't get in. When our brother Daniel was electrocuted by the transformer right before us, a lot of taxis were stopped. They refused to stop. One taxi from the abattoir just got to the junction and branched to the, our compound. He didn't know what was happening. He, just, he said something pushed him to the compound. He saw that the guy was there and he said, put him in a car. And then he drove, he drove like a madman to the hospital. And he was there with us uh, until the ambulance took him to rage. And then blah, blah, blah. When we were even giving him money, he was not interested. But many passed. And they are not sinners. It's just that it's evil. <laughs> it's evil and it's not civil. I'll start my, uh, my rap ministry very soon. 
<laughs> the Bible said, if someone comes to you and is hungry and you have food and you encourage them that they should go, God will help. It's not necessarily a sin, but it's evil. The Bible says that if it is within your power, then you have to do it. Are you, are you here at all? And the reason why we may not call it sinful, we call it evil. But God knows it's a sin because he is looking into your heart. And he sees the sin and the wickedness at the same time. So there are many believers in church who are not fornicators, immoral. They don't steal. They don't do the... But they are doing what we cannot qualify as a fear of God. Hey. Because based on God's marking scheme, at this level of our work with him, we are supposed to be performing certain practices driven from certain principles of God so that we will actualize some promises that have gone forth ahead of us. So this one verse is stopping me from preaching the message I titled. But he's saying that God's secrets are with them. That means that it is possible to know everything God knows. If you put yourself in a particular spiritual condition. It's possible. Because God reveals secrets unto his people. The Bible says deep things belong to the Lord, but those that are revealed. So God is interested in revealing. That's why the next verse says that. And he will show them his what? Covenant. He will show them. So how does the Lord show his secret to his people? He does that by revealing covenant practices unto his people. Everybody say covenant practices. He will show them, them. That means that the secrets are plenty. And he will show them. There are a lot of covenant activities and practices that will come together to be defined as God's secret for your blessing. He says secret one, but he will show them. That's a, is that secret is pregnant with many principles that will require many practices for you to attend to the promises and make them your possessions. Are you here at all? That is why it's a problem when all you think is that for a Christian what is important is prayer. Because he will show them prayer is one key. <laughs> And Jesus said that in my father's house, the kingdom operate with keys. With what? Keys. Key. Somebody say keys. keys. He said, I will show you the, I will give you the keys. Keys. Say keys. keys. Yeah, so you, you think key, but God thinks keys. Keys. What, what how many keys are in your bunch? Some people, all they have is one key. And it's like a master key. And that master key is a fake one. Sometimes you think you have a key, but it's a wrong key. 
you just get to the door and realize that you still don't have access because you have the word wrong key in the kingdom keys open doors keys give access to treasure so when you're operating with a wrong key fast and prayer fast and prayer fast and prayer it's not everything in the kingdom that responds to fasting and prayer because he will show them he will show what I'm here. I'm talking here. You just pay attention here. He will what? Shut. Somebody, the curses in your family are breaking because of the keys God is going to show you in this series. That amen didn't come out at all. You need a key, so. You need a keys. Because in the kingdom, People are not allowed to go into a room through a window. Bible calls them thieves. The only thing God uses windows for is to pour out blessings. In the kingdom, you will bring the tithe. It's one key. I will, pour, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings. And even the windows, they are not here. They are with God. So keys... He will show them in covenant. That is to say that if you don't begin to recreate your faith work with God to assume a covenant mentality, you are going nowhere. I, I say it again. Until you begin to think covenant, and practice based on covenant, you are going away. Because away from the secret of the Lord is nearness to anything God doesn't give. Being away from the secret of God or lack of revelation of what the covenant detects is the reason why your life will be bogus, even though you are a son of a great king. I'm taking my time. I'm, and I've seen Christians suffer. I've seen Christians get to a point that they don't know what to do again. I've seen Christians just hit the snark. They are just, they, some, some can be so angry and frustrated that they don't even know. But when you have an understanding of covenant, and how do you stick with a covenant? He will show them. That means that the secret, secret normally is something hidden in darkness. Hello? Or something that's covered up. So what blows its cover is light. What is it? Put your hand on your head. Say, Holy Ghost, give me light. One more time. Say, Holy Ghost, give me light. That's why one of the symbols of the Holy Spirit is the candle. Is the light. Is what? You need light. <laughs> the Bible calls the Lord the father of lights. You can be with the father of light and you are fully in darkness. Because you are not interested in the light. Do you know that some people have a generator in their house? They have money. But when the lights are taken, they live in darkness. Why? Because they don't have a mind to check fuel level. They don't have a mind to service the generator. Some people have potential, 
that is not properly managed. So you have having a genset is potential alternative light supply. But it does not mean it will give you light. Some even have their batteries ruined and they are not aware. It's like every husband must also have another mind to check the car of the wife. Because it's likely that the water will be gone and the lady has not taken care of that. Husband, this is an extra work for you. You need to do it if you are a real man. Never tell your wife, why didn't you check the water? They won't check it. You have to check it. And if you don't check it, and the car overheats, and some things get burnt, and she calls you that, I'm at the airport junction. The car is not going again. In fact, I saw vapor was coming out, and some people came to quench it, but they said, don't tell her, look for a mechanic. Stop whatever you are doing wherever you are and know that not checking the water and the coolant for your wife is what I say is not the fault of the woman. It's your fault. In fact, the same way we don't blame a man for food not being in the kitchen. That's how we don't blame a man when we don't blame a woman when water is not in car. But if you're a woman and you can check water and coolant and oil level, you are not a normal woman. You are a unique woman. You are a great, clap for all the great women here. You are anointed and the Holy Ghost is in you. Wow. It takes special women. And I think I have a lot of special women here. Can check water, check oil level, and check coolant level. May you be one of those special women in Jesus' name. Bible calls her one virtuous woman. Yes. You know how to use your phone. You don't know how to use your car. God have mercy. He will show them in a covenant. In his covenant. He will show them his covenant. He will show them his covenant. What is the covenant? The practices that you make regular pattern that will move if you like compel God to do some things for you because you fulfilled conditions in faith conditions in the spirit that for want of better word God was left with no option than to respond when the Bible says, I watch over my word, it says, I watch over my covenant to perform. He is a covenant-keeping God. He said, the day that the morning will not come, the evening will not come, my covenant ceases to exist. So anytime you see morning and evening, you should know that God is driven by covenant alone, not by emotions. Why? Because the Lord has exalted his word above his name. So, fulfilling the word of God is a rule to God himself. That's why we call it the law of God. The law is not a law of God to just us. It's a law to God. The same way the law governs how a justice should operate. God is governed, guided 
in his operation by his word. That is why we can see that this thing is not God because it is not within the remit of the word. Is God talking to somebody here? Because God will stay within the remit of his word. So he will stay there because it's a law and that is what controls also advisedly the conduct of God. So when you do some things, you know the reaction or the response. And when you don't do some things, you also can also expect a certain response. Because the law of the Lord defines the performances of God. I watch over my word to perform. I am a covenant keeping God. I'm, I'm keeping the covenant. I'm not a respecter of persons. God in your face doesn't matter to God. Your face doesn't matter in anything when it comes. Your personality, who gave birth to you? Whether your pastor's wife, pastor's child, bishop, cardinal, your title has no entitlement. That's why in the Bible you saw him bless priest and kill priest. Bless children of priest and kill children of priest. Is God talking to someone? Are you sure you are here? Or the message is not correct? Okay, I, I just want to be sure because sometimes I'm not sure. I want to be sure. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He will show that. May God show you. Amen. Come on now. I said, May God show you. Amen. So, in the coming weeks, I, I, I can't go on. In the coming weeks, we are going to be sharing about the covenant way of moving God to move on your behalf. I'll give you a phrase. When you work for God, God works for you. When you work for God, God works for you. Number two, when you work for God, God makes things work for you. Number three, when you work for God, all men will see your glory. That means, summary, when you work for God, that third point, all things in your destiny will work. And that's how you become a star. You become a light that has been lighted and cannot be hidden. A city on a hill that cannot be hidden. You work for God, your destiny will work. The reason why people are tied down, grounded, and destroyed is that they are serving a supernatural being and they are not following through covenant with him. And therefore, the supreme being that is to help them is almost in a, in a, in a collision course with them. And uh, it is just by his mercies that we are not consumed. Because, but for the mercy, we would have been consumed. And it's, Satan doesn't have that mercy. That is why people who serve him, who are on a collision course with him, they burn all the time. The, one of the reasons why we are still here is because of his mercies. 
And the reason we have to change it is that we do not have to overstretch the message of God. What am I saying? I'm saying if you work for God, Exodus 23, 25, you shall serve the Lord and he shall bless. That you are believing God to marry. The appointed time is 825 for you. And you are not following the covenant. That is how now you are 27. You are already laid two years. According to God's calendar. Already what? Late two years. On the other side. Once it's gone, it's gone. Satan doesn't have your time. But God will give you mercy. To recover. And that's why we must recover now. Is God talking to somebody here at all? You, you have to recover now. Some people will never align. And therefore, the temporal blip becomes a permanent feature of their frustration. You miss it by two, two, two points of error. And there is still opportunity for you to go back, retrace your steps and receive help from the Lord because he's merciful. But some people are never interested. That is why any generation that is interested in pushing a prophetic agenda based on visions and revelation is a destroyed a generation. I'll say it again. You, I don't, you, you insult me that I don't see visions and I don't see revelations, but it, it's, it's so important what you see or what you don't see. I'm saying that we cannot plan with what is in the air. We can only plan with what we have been given. And all of us have been given 24 hours. Is there anyone who has 25? What is in the unknown? Only secret things belong to God alone. But whatever he has given us is to the sons of men for our success and prosperity. If your focus is chasing what is in the spirit, the vision, the revelation that a prophet has had, or you are praying to see some thing. For example, one of the reasons why some people, their ministry will never even be started is because they are looking for the spectacular. But the spectacular in the Bible concerning ministry, you can count them on your fingers. Moses, burning bush. You know when some people are preaching, they can give you the date, the time, the hour. Even what was happening when God encountered them. And how they saw Jesus. Let me tell you, I have not seen Jesus. I didn't see a burning bush. But my calling is still a calling. <laughs> Are you here at all? Paul was Saul. He was on the way of Damascus. And the Lord met him. He said, boy, you are a crazy man. You have been killing. I need to convert you myself. How many people did you ever see again? Having a road of Damascus encounter. And some people all their lives will be fixated on having such a spectacular encounter. And if they have not had it, they can't move. Meanwhile, 
the road map is clearly written in black and white. All Christians and believers are called as saints. So whether you have had a spectacular encounter or not, the calling is already supernatural. It doesn't have to be spectacular. And mostly, if I want to really talk about a spectacular one, okay, look at somebody like, um, one man of God said his fingers were bent. It is what brought him into the calling. Why were his fingers bent? Because of how he was living his life then. I'm not living my life like that. Why would my fingers be bent? <laughs> God doesn't need that one to bring me to him. Are you here at all? So, so Paul had to have that encounter because of how he was. Moses, because of how he was. And you can see that all the encounters people had that were spectacular. They were built on a certain platform. But it didn't make them special. At all. Because the calling is already special in Christ. This is what the Bible said. The redemption we have has made us abled ministers. We have already been abled. Enabled by the power of Christ. So it's also revelation in the bush. You went to heaven. You saw rapture. I saw this. Blah, blah. Do you know what? I sometimes have some of these pastors who have just pushed, pushed their vision, uh, come and ask me that, what is your secret? I say, shit. After having all these deep encounters, you're asking me what secret? I'm the one to be asking you, what are you going to say about you? What are you going to say about you? What are you going to say God have mercy. Somebody say, I will walk in covenant. Say, say, I walk in covenant. One of the covenant that the covenant mindset that God wants you to have is a mindset to know that God is employer and his children or believers must be employees. God is what? And his children must be what? That's why even a son that doesn't serve doesn't get blessed. We read it in Malachi. The last time. So you must see God as a businessman. Jesus said, I must be at my father's word. You must see that your faith work with God here on earth is a business transaction. That's one of the ways you should see it. And we'll get deeper into the matter. Are you okay? Okay, let's rise. Please. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.